I've been doing procrastination radio for the last five years. And that in itself is an insane thing to me. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Procrastination Radio Show. I'm your host, Ian Complex. And today, I'm just going to talk about everything that has happened in the last five years and a little bit about what the future holds for Procrastination Radio as a whole. And first off, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's watching, who's listening, um, wherever you are, whatever time zone you're in. I really mean it when I say that I am thankful for you. And I, I in life, am a very emotional person. I hold things very heavily. When I'm happy, I'm happy. When I'm sad, I'm sad. Um, and most of those things manifest physically. And I wish there was a way for me to contact and hug every single person who's ever liked or, or shared or listened to a minute of or danced to a mix or um, been on the show, been a part of what we've been doing in the background. I, I just get very, I'm very, I'm very blessed to be able to do this um, at the level that I've been doing this for the last five years. And this past year has felt like the first year in the funniest way. I think this past year was the year that I feel like I got a lot of things right. And I couldn't have gotten there without the other years. But this this year, I'll say year one more time because I haven't said it enough already. But this year, particularly this year, um, <laughs> last year, um, which is I just feel like it's just very... It just showed me a lot, and it made me made me reflect a lot on what had happened and all of the players and the pieces. So I kind of just wanted to go over that today um, because I know I get the question a lot about what is procrastination radio, and to answer that question, I got to take you back <laughs> to, to twenty eighteen, and that is a. Fresh out of school, young Ian Complex, who is surrounded by a few creatives. And I think I feel like I was just full of angst and full of, full of anger, you know? I was full of, I was, I was full, of a lot, full of a lot of things, but I really, I really was procrastinating. I had a lot of ideas and I'm very thankful that I was born into a family that supported any idea that I had, even if it was just in the language of like, oh, you can do that. You know, you you can do whatever you put your mind to um, as long as you're intentional about surrounding yourself with the right people and surrounding yourselves with the right instruments to do what you need to do. and. At the time, I very honestly was like, okay, I'm coming into adulthood. I want to do this by this time. I want to get here by this time. And I feel like that's a lot of the language that we get as young creatives. It's like it's it's one thing or it isn't. Like you're either popping or you're not. And I was like, I'm not popping. But I wasn't putting things into 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 the – I can talk, though. I think I can talk. 
I wasn't putting things in position to get to the place that I wanted to be. And at the time, I was really only listening to mixes on SoundCloud. I had been swept up into the advent that was Selection Radio. Uh, I had been put on to NTS. Uh, like I said, I was on SoundCloud a lot. I was on Bandcamp a lot. YouTube Music. I, I was just in a very interesting interesting time that has led me to be where I am musically now. But I was just so curious about a lot of the things that made these people work and very excited to hear the conversation, to see the behind the scenes of who these people were and why they were like this and why they liked what music they liked and what their stories were. So listening to that and a bunch of podcasts, uh, I was like, okay, cool. This is my in. I can make a radio show and podcast that will combine me getting to talk to a lot of my favorite people or just being able to very aspirationally talk to my favorite people. But in, in that time, finding other creatives, because in my very young mind, I was like, there is, <laughs> there's nobody like me. I am the singular. I am the most creative person when I walk in a room. And that was something that was very quickly flattened out. And I feel like, I feel like creative community is something that is very underrated. I think it's something that when you're in it, you feel it and you kind of get used to it. But it is something that is so unique and special. And I've come to to just appreciate it so much when I do find genuine people who just love to do it um, and just like can't help but do it. So at the time I was like, okay, this is this is what I have. I I can do this. I have a mic. So I was producing music and I was I was rapping um, and singing at the time. And I was like, okay, I have a mic. I have uh, my computer. I can edit this because I've been I had been making music and uh, editing editing films and and writing and doing screenwriting for a while. So I was like, I have all the tools to make this work for me. So it started with like close friends and. Uh, family and then shout out Willis the Realist that was my first guest ever who wasn't somebody that I knew personally and that was just through social media and people kind of finding the show through SoundCloud because that's where it was hosted for the first couple years and it just kind of became something where it was like okay I have friends here and also just going outside more at the time, I was, and still am, somebody who um, was struggling with a lot of anxiety. And so I would be inside a lot most of the time. I would just go to school, go home. If I was working, I would go to, go to work and come home. So kind of going outside of my bubble and just being like, okay, there's something in another city in Miami, because I'm you know, from Broward. I was like, there's, there's, something, there's stuff going on there, stuff going on in Broward. I will just try to find some people who know some things and um, began to find people and began to communicate more with people and kind of find, find the scene. And that helped with finding other guests. So the more and more I got into it, the more and more I could, I could find people and bring people on. And it was amazing to be able to tailor make mixes for them and try to excite them and stalk their Instagrams and socials to find what they liked and find questions and 
it just was a really cool time to experiment with what the network would later become and i i still now have it down to a science where any early episode i listen to i can tell exactly where I, was, where I was mentally because i was putting so much of my energy into the show and so much of my energy into what was happening and what i was trying to make and i think even then i don't think i would have i could have ever thought that the show would be where it is now or the network would be where it, or even that it would be a network and not just a singular show um but i had a lot of ideas but again i would procrastinate and put too much on my plate which would lead to a different form of procrastination where it just was so many things happening that I couldn't do certain things and at the time the way that I was communicating visually what the show had to offer was very inspired by Cartoon Network and comic books and my love for loud graphics and thresholds and just grid and noise and so they kind of were existing on two different planes, uh, but they made for a very interesting look and feel for for a radio show. So that went on for like three years, three, four years. Um, and it was very here and there. <laughs> I had other things I had to take care of. I had I had work, I had a job. And through that, uh, through through the blessing of customer service, I learned a lot about people. And during a time where the intention was being able to communicate with like just my eyes and uh, holding the weight of a lot of things happening and then trying to make somebody's day a little easier. I think were just fundamental things that I needed to go through to be able to communicate at the level that I am here and to be able to communicate with others on the show. So I'm very thankful for that. And also thankful because it allowed me to really go after my craft and be supported um that that I had some money to do things and buy new equipment if I needed to I just you know, had to save up a little more um but there is an episode of the show I think it's the second or third time Mickey Brown came on the show shout out Mickey Brown um uh, but in it he gives me a job offer and that was the beginning of what was the most instrumental part of getting to where I am now, which was me taking a year off. And that happened because one, I was, I was shocked at the way the job offer happened because I was getting a job offer because of the show and because of the work I was doing, um, they recognized it and said, Hey, like we want to, try you out for this graphic design position and at the time I had only known Photoshop and very very sparingly <laughs> because I only knew what I needed to know to make the show work um, my specialty at the time was video editing um, I was in school for screenwriting so the video space of it uh, was more of what I was doing at the time I also wanted to be a director and I was really nervous. I was really nervous because I was out of my element. It was in a place that I was going to be the youngest person um, of a very small team of people who are doing uh, a very specific thing at that job. And I didn't know what I was doing and I, I didn't want to fail because it was kind of 
really the first opportunity to be like, okay, you can make this art thing work in a different way and you can make a consistent salary from this, which was all kind of crazy things to me that I'd never expected to happen. And I don't even think I really knew what graphic design was at the time. Um, but I knew enough to get in the door. And I think that is that is just one of the biggest things that helped me get to where I am. So I was just struggling. I was really bad at it. <laughs> at first, I'm going to be so honest. I was really bad at it. And I was just like, I need to take time away from this because I cannot do both things at the same time successfully. And in that time, being able to read a lot of books and being able to pick up a lot of different programs, I ended up learning in almost like two or three months um, how to use InDesign and Illustrator. Um, and just picking up a different language was so crazy to me because it just deepened my love for creativity because i'm like man i get the opportunity to get into another spot in this world of creativity that people can go crazy for you know it's like when people are at a concert and hear a crazy riff or a crazy chord progression they kind of get up and feel moved by it. It, it it started to get to the point where it's like oh man I'm seeing that the padding on this this square is this way and it's 20 pixels from the right and I have to make this even. I can do all these things. So I was picking up the language. I was getting excited about it. So then I was like, okay, cool. It's time to really relook at what I had going on with Pro. And there were so many things that I then saw I was doing wrong and not to take anything from what I was doing at the time, but just was, it wasn't communicating as well as it could have. I think, and I feel like I've said this on the show, even that a lot of my art at the time was screaming when it really should have been like directional whispering into being like, hey, if you want to see this, you can go there. Making sure the graphics were clear enough to communicate those things. And again, just picking up all of these little things that really will would have and did support what I was trying to do with my branding better. So I'm somebody that constantly struggles with energy and I work a nine to five creatively and then do other creative things on the side. And that's something that I can't afford to not have. And it's hard to find products that aren't filled with things I can't pronounce or things that leave me very jittery, distracted, and kind of put me in a place where I need them to get through my day. So I started to look for an alternative and that's how I came across Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a clean and green productivity elixir that offers all the things that I need in my day-to-day -day and doesn't contain anything that I don't. Honestly, the thing that I love about Magic Mind is that it features nootropics, matcha, adaptogens, vitamins, and a bunch of other things that really just make sense to me. I don't have to question what's going inside of my body because I can read it right here on the bottle. And it was as simple as adding this small shot to my daily routine and feeling the benefits throughout the day. If that interests you, you can go to magicmind.com slash J-A-N Procrastination Radio for one month free when you subscribe for three months. But that isn't all. For the remainder of the month of January, if you check out with code ProcrastinationR20, you can get an additional 20% off that purchase. That means you are leaving with 75% off your purchase with Magic Mind. 
So head over to magicmind.com slash J-A-N Procrastination Radio to crush procrastination with clean energy. And so, again, with the help of of Mickey Brown and just him being somebody who had been doing it for almost 10 years at the time um, prior, um, and also just being somebody that was around my age, a lot of the stuff we were doing at the same time with his brand, OK, we were kind of mirroring the process of just taking some time away from the output of the brand and just trying to figure out what we were doing. <laughs> like, what was our story? What was our messaging? What was our why? You know, how do we want to do this? And what time do we want to do this? How are we going to do our things better? And we spent a lot of time just thinking about things, <laughs> a lot of late nights and the, the very thankful that we had access to the office and we just used it whenever we could to just talk and brainstorm and really just try to focus in on what what was our reason for doing it? Because at the time that was like four years in. So my, my why had changed, you know, it, it wasn't like, I want to, I still wanted to keep myself accountable and not procrastinate as much and have something that always reminded me of that. But I wanted the conversations to feel a different way. And I wanted the, the branding to look a different way and say different things and, and just dialing my colors from all of my learnings and, you know, just watching other things, picking up other resources and references and seeing what worked for some people and what didn't and trying to make them work for me, I think was the biggest thing in that year that I was struggling with. Cause I didn't want to lose. I felt, I felt like I already at the time, I felt like I already gave into something working a nine to five and then to lose my edge as an artist and lose my edge on the one thing that got me the job felt weird because I was like if this thing falls through this is all I have and if I go back and now everything's all clean and pretty and not me then it's like what 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 did I lose you know what what did I gain rather um but I realized that one of the key one of the keys of branding is that you kind of make sure everything is is clean like you make sure everything is as put together as you can so that you can have more fun with the branding you know that you can have more fun with what you're trying to do so in that created a new logo created a new branding create like found fonts found colors tested a lot of things failed a lot of things and in January of 23, we came back um, with with the the new show, the new and improved show, and that's when the language change. It was now a network because I was trying so hard throughout those years to get so many different shows off the ground, so many different iterations of a lot of things that exist now. Um, because I knew I knew from the start that. Um, and in this year, this was a big back and forth conversation. I knew that for copyright reasons, I couldn't do the show as, as a radio show anymore. Um, and I wanted the show to grow. So I knew I was going to have to separate it into a podcast and radio show. I knew that fundamentally music is a easier sell than podcast and long form content. And at the time, um, the advent of TikTok wasn't there. 
and there wasn't as there weren't as many podcasts and there weren't as many um long form mediums that were successful that weren't from comedians or weren't from already established people um so i knew that at just to for a better success rate i should separate these things so i could at least try to monetize at some point uh the podcast and just keep the radio show on soundcloud um or on youtube um because that was another thing that's that i started to find in just kind of the search and being off for a year i was able to find so much more music and so many other people who were doing similar things um that again that 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 feeling that i had of wanting to be so unique and so singular was destroyed in the best way because i was like okay so many people are doing things like this and that just made me so excited and and just kind of gave me more gave me more reason to do it because like nobody's doing it like me specifically and I have to rely on who I am as a person and use this opportunity to give my input into how I'm doing this and I wanted to kind of just like add to the sea of voices that were already happening And, and I think in that year also just dispelling the myth that I had to be this one-of-a-kind singular show that uh, was doing things nobody ever saw before I think that really went away when I realized how much joy it sent into me when I found another radio show or another show that was asking really good questions or their branding was really good and consistent and uh, there was a bunch of people there because I could then do research I could then learn more and that reminder to always be a student was one of the biggest things I picked up in that time so as we launched it was very different and I was very nervous because a lot of my peers were people who were very vocally in love with how the show looked and felt (laughs) especially when we started doing video a year before um even then it was very loud and I, I was putting a lot of black exploitation movies in the background because I wanted to kind of connect to my movie background and it just was too much happening <laughs> very honestly and I'm very fond of those episodes still because a lot of the conversations in there um, guided me to where we got to with the creation of the procrastination radio show on PRFM um, so we came back all different all new new logo um, new branding, a new focus on the conversations, on the human aspect. And as I mentioned in that time, discussing what our whys were, I came to the realization that the most important facet of procrastination radio is the idea that art is air. And I wanted to find and be in conversation with artists that created because they had to and created out of a point of necessity almost like you would need to breathe you know who who walk and talk it and can share their specific findings and failures with other creatives um and in that way create a community of education and communication um that was kind of a far cry from what I was doing, just kind of, oh, this is cool in some parts, and then I'm trying to be funny, or I'm trying to do all these things, but 
like mentioned before, with the the strict guidelines of that we're doing everything that encompasses the ideas and life of creatives who do it just to do it because they love it just gives more space to be able to do a lot of things inside of that idea so once I got that and got that language down it it was just we started flying and I began to do a lot of other things that I used to do procrastinating and a lot of self-doubt and would pile a lot of things on we went from an episode every week to two episodes a month which really helped a lot because I could do quality control and I was learning to edit videos better and was learning to communicate videos better on social media um excuse me that that came with the the who is series because I was like I want the diff I said I want the difference with this show to be that the artists feel like they're getting a good shot at being seen. And before it was kind of the opposite way where the art was speaking first. My art was so loud that sometimes it would get swallowed in and the episode's contents wouldn't be communicated as well because everybody was looking, oh, nice art, I'll repost that. But now I wanted to put them front and center. And again, that just created a really cool sense of community because people were able to see themselves in ways that some of them hadn't before and then I was able to do my thing and get in my bag with my video editing again and being able to write copy now and being able to tie things in and loop things around and just package it better so the show was then brought to a whole different light I think we went from like 200 I think we're at 200 followers for like four years now we're almost at 800 in just this year and that is just because again putting myself on the back burner (laughs) and being like this isn't about me this is about the greater feeling of what art is and being able to bring the music section back and getting more people and getting more people on and again having different sounds featured because before I was doing all the mixes and there would be a guest mix every now and then but making that the crux of what the show was that PRFM was a place that would host different guests every week or every other week um, depending on the frequency Um, and that I was hands off on that that I was wasn't touching the music whatsoever in that department Um, and just felt good to to you know go kind of behind the scenes and I've told uh, a lot of people before when I was even when I was starting back in 2018 I was like at some point I want this to not be about me at all I don't want to be front and center on this because that's just ego and that's just where I was at that age um, and I want this to be a place where real stories live and communication is at the front of everything and intentionality is what is seen through everything and um that people can just feel like they can come to have a good time here and learn more about other people who are like them and with things growing and changing and moving i think a lot of 
a lot of people became aware of what I was doing. Um, and at the time, I up up until up until this year, I was doing everything by myself. <laughs> so a lot of people um, were getting wind of that and wanted to to be a part of of things or wanted to help out with certain things. And um, I just also didn't know how to be a good leader or a good person to collaborate with because again very 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 only child wasn't going out much just was by my lonesome um so just was by my lonesome so uh I didn't really have much practice with being around other people and so I kind of messed up a lot of those early opportunities to get help just because I was like, I could just do it faster myself and not in the way of like, I could like, you know, I, I could do it faster myself. You ain't got to touch it. It's just, I didn't know how to hand it off. I didn't know how to create templates or uh, create guidelines to communicate for me. And those, those lessons also came with just again, working a nine to five <laughs> and being in a place where I'm now, lucky enough to be video editing full-time and doing graphic design full-time and being able to direct shoots and uh, build things for myself and build a resume outside of the show um, to be able to come back and now be able to say that I have a, a team of people, um, a small team, but a, a very skilled and very amazing team that I'm going to be working with in this new year. So I'm, I'm I'm excited that I get to take on a new role and get to take on new opportunities um, and that I'm able to further strengthen the voice of the brand by adding more voices to it. Um, and so, yeah, this this year is really exciting for a lot of reasons. It's It's exciting because... I feel like I I don't have to do any of the work to tune up the body of what procrastination radio is for now. I think we've gotten it to a good place where things are being communicated well. I think people are starting to get familiar with what's going on. And so the intentionality is going back to making sure each time a show goes up, a post goes up, an episode of something goes up, an announcement goes up, uh, a monthly playlist goes up, that those things are handled with integrity and are communicated well wherever they're going. Also, just getting better at promotion because a lot of this stuff is solely on IG and just keeping up with the times of, of so many things happening, just being able to, again, get back to that place where I'm like, I need to be able to give the work a fair shot and put it where it can be seen. Um, so that, that, like I said, that just meant me not being able to touch a lot of things because when you're having to think about so many other things, you miss stuff naturally. And when you miss things, you get in a pattern, you get in a rhythm, and then you just miss them completely because you're, that's outside of your, your cycle. And so now I feel like, Thankfully for the to the show, like personally, I'm surrounded by a lot more creative people, so I'm able to have uh, 
like at, at one point this was <laughs> this was i'm kind of getting emotional about it. this was like the only place i was having those conversations and this was the only place that felt like i was seen in that way outside of like my family and i felt like i didn't want to come off a certain way in my total self my personal life because I felt everything so fully, you know, I didn't want to enjoy a song too much around other kids because I was like, I'm going to be dancing and flailing around. So it felt like I was like compartmentalizing a lot of pieces of myself. But now it's like there's people I can hit up, people I can see, there's people overseas that I can just talk to and send music to and send a lot of music to, send so much music to. It's not even funny how much music I I will listen to in a day and then just be able to send all that. It's a, it's a total blessing. But I can nerd out on stuff now and not feel weird about it, you know? Um, and it's really cool that I now get to call these people friends and meet up with them and break bread and bring them on the show and support their projects and what they're doing and uh, I'm just always on the look now for other people who are kind of in the same kind of field um, because I think just recently a, lo a lot of people have gotten up and started just carrying the torch of like communicating and um, whether that's podcasts or radio shows or playlists or um, just collectives and just, just, just creatives in general. I feel like there's been a uptick of people really sitting into their gifts and it's, re it's really cool to see um but yeah i'm i'm just really excited for what the future has to bring to procrastination radio as a network and to everybody who has been a part of it for the last 5 years is a very honest and completely uh, overwhelming thank you to you um because i would not be here without you um, could not be anywhere close. It would have just been me talking to myself. And I, I am not too fond of, I don't know how I was positioned this whole time. I feel like I was getting carried away with with what I was talking about Um, just because it means so much to me. And it's, it's, it is my baby. And so there is a lot, there are a lot of, of things that'll change and a lot of things that will be handled differently on the show and on the network. And I'm just excited for everybody to see it. And I'm excited for everybody to be a part of it. And that that's kind of been my favorite part to end on here. I, like I was saying, I was getting emotional because I feel like I, for so long I was looking for community and creativity. And it means so much to be able to ask groups of people questions and they just kind of, dump <laughs> dump in the comments and just tell their stories because I feel like I feel like there's there's so many spaces that are made to get reactions and I feel like a lot of spaces don't ask enough questions and I'm so genuinely genuinely curious about what makes artists tick and what makes artists do what they do. And it's so rewarding to consistently hear back from them 
on the page and off the page about why they love what they do and how they learn to love it and the growing pains. And if I am to leave with anything on this episode, I would want to encourage anybody listening to this to do what you do so much louder for your sake because when you are able to be yourself in what you love it will attract that exact thing and that might not feel like the easiest thing in the moment but it will be teaching you things that you need and will be able to utilize in the future. And that moment that you might be looking for might not look like you think it will at the time that you're thinking about it. And it's such a beautiful journey to be molded and broken by life and to then come up on the other side and find yourself inside of what you love and who you love and and the reasons why you love. So um, thank you again for listening to this. <laughs> uh, there should be another episode coming out this week. Um, and if you're listening to this in the future, you can watch that episode too. It's probably pretty good. <laughs> it's probably pretty good. Um, but this has been Ian Complex. And wherever you are, if it's day, night, evening, no matter what you're doing, no matter why you're doing it, stop procrastinating because your dreams are waiting for you. Peace out.